You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I am in the place of God is the title of this devotion. I know it's a bit long title, but it is such a powerful title. And it's in Genesis chapter 50, the last chapter of the book of Genesis, you hear Joseph saying this, and I'll read it to you in a bit there. But you know what a good thing it is when you know you're in the place of God? I honestly, I, I need that as a defense against the enemy when he comes with his deceptive feelings and thoughts. Not very often, not very often, but he, and he comes at moments when I've been wounded a bit. Then he comes and punches me with, with that thought, you know, like, what are you doing here? Or oh, you might as well leave or something like that. I mean, it's stupid stuff, stuff that I would never in any consciousness of mind or heart would, would have any place for. You know, I have no room. The Bible says, give the, play, the devil no place. I have no room in my heart for his thoughts and his ways. But doesn't mean that, I, that I'm not at that moment when he punches me with it, that I'm aware of it at the moment. I don't like it. I don't like the thought. But instantly the word of the Lord is so forceful as a shield as a mighty force of God coming up in me that I am in the place of God. I have that in my marriage. No matter how much the devil punches me and says, forget it, walk off, leave it. You don't need the, the hurt, the pain, whatever. You know, the devil's such a, he makes such a fuss over nothing. It comes up in me. I'm in the place of God being with Virginia. Being the pastor in this church, I'm in the place of God living in this town. I'm in the place of God. And you can go on and on and on. So let me just talk to you for a minute about being in the place of God. Come on. Because sometimes, folks, we need to be reminded how important it is we're in the place of God. How important it is to know I'm not just here because I happen to be born here. I'm not just here because I happen to have a home here. I'm not just here because I happen to be married to this person. Come on now, I'm not just the dad to this person because, because that person was born from me. No, I'm in the place of God. I'm here to represent him. I'm here to do his will. I'm here to fulfill his purpose. The Apostle Paul, he says, you know, I have a real battle within myself at times because I would rather depart from this body and be present with the Lord because I know as long as I'm still in this body, I'm absent from the Lord. He said, but I stay in this body here on earth, even though that means suffering and trials and tribulations for me at times, because I want to be here to show you the wonder of Jesus Christ so that your faith through him may be strengthened. That what you see he works in me, he gives to you. That's in Philippians chapter one, starting at verse 19. The apostle Paul knew he was in his body for the purpose of revealing Jesus to others to strengthen their faith. He knew he was in the place of God. Sometimes you can get down on your own body and say, you know, why am I in this body? 
Why not just give up? Why not just get out of this world? Why, why not just forget it? Because Jesus needs you to be his witness. Come on now. And you may say, yeah, but Pastor Robert, my body is not very, very um, good witness. Your body may not be, but you are. And actually, that gives a greater witness than you can imagine when your body is frail, but your spirit is beautifully heavenly. And people see this heavenly life in you, this heavenly love and this heavenly mercy in you. And you're a channel of that love from heaven as you share it with them and they receive it through you. My goodness, if you were not in the body, you couldn't do it. You wouldn't be here to do it. We're in Genesis chapter 45, starting at verse 4. Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. And I want you to see two things here that are important about being in the place of God. God sent me. God has worked it all together for good. What am I saying here? You see, his brothers hated him. His brothers were talking about killing him. His brothers sold him to the Ishmaelites who carried him to Egypt, which was no easy journey, who sold him on the open market to Potiphar. Potiphar made him eventually Lord of his house because he saw God was with Joseph. But Potiphar's wife set longing eyes on him and tried to lay with him. And because Joseph wouldn't do it, she blamed him for what she was doing. And he was put in prison for 14 years for what he hadn't done. But the prison innkeeper saw that the Lord was with Joseph and made him Lord of the prison. And all was under Joseph's authority. Joseph ministered to the cupbearer and the baker of the king who were there because they had been blamed of having poison in their service, but only the, the, the baker had poison in his bread, but not the cupbearer. And the baker was beheaded, but the cupbearer was restored to the king. And Joseph said to the cupbearer, remember me. But the cupbearer forgot about him until the king got a dream. And then in the dream, he, he was so worried about this dream that he had had. And the cupbearer says, I remember a man who I'd forgotten about, who told me all my heart when I had a dream. And Joseph was brought out of prison and he was given the interpretation of the dream. And, and within one day, he went from a prisoner to becoming prime minister. And only God can work all of that. And you may say, yeah, but Pastor Robert, come on now, if that was God, putting him in prison for what he hadn't done, that's God. You know, you don't always appreciate how good God is. God hid 
Joseph away from the world of that day and put him in a place where he was hidden away from it all and could learn the language and could learn some of the methods and ways of the nation so that he could walk worthy of the position given him as prime minister of Egypt. And the Lord knew how to lead Joseph to the place he had predestined him to. And God works all things together for good. And I plead with you, believe that you're in the place of God. Believe that no matter what the circumstances, God is working it together for good. Believe that God will use it all for the praise and glory of his name. Believe that God is in it where you are, even if the circumstances seem impossible. Come on, there are so many of these testimonies in Acts chapter 16, I think it is, or 19 verse 16, one of those two. Paul and Silas are in the city of Philippi in prison and they've been put in the deepest part of the prison. Their feet aren't stocked, their hands aren't chains and their backs are bleeding as they had been beaten mercilessly. And they were singing hymns to God at midnight and all the prisoners were listening to them. The innkeeper was, was sleeping while this was happening. And there came a terrible earthquake and all the stocks broke open and the chains came loose from the walls and, and the door swung open. And Paul and Silas could have run out to freedom. You know, sometimes folks were dreaming the wrong dream. We're dreaming how to get out of the circumstances instead of how to see God come into them. I want to pray today that instead of you praying to get out of your circumstances, pray for God to come into it. And yes, I do believe in God bringing us out of bondage, out of trial and tribulation like he did. He did bring Paul and Silas out of prison, but Paul and Silas didn't run out. They stayed. They stayed. The hardest thing sometimes is to stay until God makes the way. And here, the jailer waking up, seeing the prison doors open, thinking the prisoner had escaped, pulled his sword to take his life. And Paul cried out and said, do not harm yourself for we're all here. And he ministered Jesus to that precious man and his wife and children. And before daybreak, they all were water baptized. And the church was born in the prison. Now, who could have ever made that happen unless God sent him and God worked it all together for good? Paul and Silas were in the place of God while they were in prison. And I'll close with you here from chapter 50 of Genesis. Jacob had died. Jacob had passed away. Now the brothers of, of, of uh, Joseph became afraid with their father gone as the restraint. Maybe Joseph would now try to pay them back. Listen to it. Verse 15 of Genesis 50. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, and this is not totally true, 
I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive that trespass for the servants of, of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Why did he weep, friends? He had no such thoughts in his heart. It grieved him to know his brothers were so afraid, were suffering with guilt, with shame, with condemnation. It grieved him, it wounded him actually, that they were thinking he would do such a thing. And his brothers also went and fell down on their faces before him, his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in the place of God. But as for you, you meant it evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is this day so that to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Now, that is the right spirit to be in the place of God. Amen. Have a good day.